Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to Selective Hearing. I am your host, Julie DeMar, and today I have special guest Kath Grimmith with me. Before we get started, I would just love for you to introduce yourself to the audience and let us know what it is that you do. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Julie, as well. Um, so I am an intuitive branding designer. Um, I help coaches and service providers and anyone who has like a heart-led sole mission of helping other people to build brands that are based on being themselves in a really authentic way that is helping them trust their gut and trust their intuition and trust themselves so that they can build brands that aren't just you know aren't just the same as everybody else out there but actually really embracing the power of themselves so that's me hi <laughs> that's that's really cool that you see so many things out there that are the same. It's like, there's no individuality or like you said, like there's nothing there kind of genuine. So it's like, why would I be interested in that? Like I've seen that a hundred times. So that's actually something really beautiful and unique to do. What actually inspired you to do that and to help people in that way? Yeah, so my journey is a little, little bit of a long one. It is something and there is no short answer, I'm afraid. <laughs> um, but it's very much based on like my own experience and what I have been seeing with people that I've been working with. So I was formerly a fashion designer. I worked in the fashion industry for around 12 years. And surprise, surprise, it can be quite a brutal place to work and quite a brutal envir environment to be in. Whilst I was working for the UK High Street, I was in it. I was doing, you know, living the dream of what I always thought that I wanted to be doing, I found myself really compromising myself and my values in order to tick boxes of what success looked like. You know, we get told to go to school, go to college, go to university, you know, go tick, tick, tick all of these boxes. And actually, it's not until we really get settled into, or in my experience, it wasn't until I got settled into working that I kind of stopped and paused and was like, hang on a minute, like I've done all of these tick things, but actually is this really fulfilling? Is this really something that I want to be doing? Am I actually making a good contribution to the world? My answer for that was that I wasn't, like not that it was, it wasn't aligned with my values, not that I wasn't doing good work and didn't enjoy what I was doing. It just wasn't aligned with my values anymore. So I went away and I started my own business because I thought, oh, you know, <laughs> if, uh, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it my way and I'm going to build the business how I want to build it. Five years into that, I was still having that misalignment with I've got bigger service on my heart I've got you know bigger things that you know I've got a bigger way of helping people that actually then led me into working with lots of other smaller businesses in my local area and collaborating with them to really stand out as to who they were and helping them shine those details of you know the specialness that we all have within ourselves and the thing that I found myself included was that we're also afraid to put ourselves out there as our true authentic selves and actually people love real people they love you know that connection that authentic um that authentic connection with people and it doesn't mean that you have to like everybody and it doesn't mean that you have to like you know every single thing about people but it just it it breeds that authentic connection and the more that you lean into that the more beautiful it is that you know you've got authentic people doing authentic things within the world rather than just 
just carbon copies of things that other people are doing. And I don't know about you, but I've certainly been finding that in the online space, particularly, it can be quite daunting of seeing people doing really similar things and there being certain trends of how people conduct themselves and what their visuals look like and, you know, talking about certain things. Um, And actually, we all know (laughs) when it's BS, right? (laughs) We all know when something doesn't feel right. And actually, we spend so much time telling ourselves that we're not enough or, you know, we'll do something when we've ticked another box or we've got to a certain level. And actually, it's not about being perfect. It's about being your true self and helping people by being your true self because that's what well you know that's what most people want right <laughs> yeah no like for sure <laughs> I, I that is a struggle for me right now with the trying to build a brand online when everything online looks the same and don't let it be a week where you're trying to like establish something and the trend comes along. It's like you just get swept away in this tide of whatever, and then everyone's attention spans are like 20 seconds long. And it's it's really a fight to not get washed up and caught up in becoming what everyone else is and staying true to yourself. Right. Like, it's like we have this beautiful resource, which is the internet. Like, I can can share me with the world. But then it's like, you kind of got everybody else marching around just like the person next to them. So it's like, do you want to see this or do you want to see that? But I don't want to be that. I've already... In a sense, like I can relate, like I've already done that. I I took the career and I did, you know, the checking the boxes and doing all these different things that you thought were leading you into your purpose and into happiness only to be like, oh, I have all these things that I've accomplished and I still feel empty. I'm still looking for more. So it's like, and I, I think there's a lot of people, that's why I love having guests such as yourself on my show because there are a lot of people out there that feel this way that are like very established, very accomplished, but also very empty and like, well, I did everything that I was supposed to do. Like, why am I still holding on to these feelings of this isn't enough? And it does just boil down to, I truly believe that we all have a call to service placed on our life from the beginning. And in that call to service, our purpose is in there and having these kind of discussions with people who are finding their purpose in all different kinds of areas in life hopefully will inspire people to just embrace themselves and embrace embrace being genuine and authentic and understand that that's enough and just just keep pushing through that so why do you believe that it's essential to pursue your purpose versus what others believe that you should be doing. Yeah, right. <laughs> because no. yeah. I think both you and I, Julie, can speak to this as well. Oh, it's all well and good being told what to do and ticking all of those boxes, but we all have something deeper within us, whether that is service through entrepreneurship, whether that is service through our jobs, whether that is service to our family and our friends, we all have this beautifulness within ourselves to be part of a community and to have a bigger, bigger calling on our hearts. And we get told so often to quiet that inner voice, to go along with the crowd and do what everybody else is doing. And now is a really interesting time because 
I think especially after COVID, there are so many different ways of us doing things. There are so many different ways of us feeling into that purpose, but a lot of the time we get conditioned to quiet in it and we push it down and we push it down and we push it down and we push it down. And then we wonder why we don't feel quite right, why we don't feel enough, why we don't feel happy. And it's because instead of listening to that inner voice and instead of listening to your calling and your purpose, you stuffed it all the way down there and you've just gone ahead and listened to all of the tick boxes. You know, it's not about blaming or shaming or putting anything on ourselves. And it's about recognition. It's about actually realizing that that is what has happened and then moving through it, you know, working on previous conditioning, all of the things that we have as humans that we need to go through actually coming back to that trust of self and trust of actually feeling into trusting your intuition and true in and that true purpose because I think that's the only way that we can truly feel alive right is when we are really living our purpose and that doesn't mean that it looks perfect it doesn't mean that it is always going to be right or it isn't going to be hard but actually we're going to stand by our decisions that we make a lot more and we're going to be okay with the decisions that we make whether it's for success or failure that actually because we stay true to ourselves we stay true to our purpose it's easier to stand behind those decisions right mm-hmm. <laughs> and so for me i guess that is that is why it's essential is because it feels counterintuitive to put your trust in somebody else for your own happiness or into something else for for living your life's purpose right or that's just my 10 cents anyway (laughs) i i couldn't agree with you more for a long time and i share this often in like blogs and, and on podcasts like to just kind of help motivate that shift in mindset. But I really thought that I was supposed to go along with the establishment. And that's all I was doing. And then not realizing until coming out of it that when you're going along with it, you're not just going along with, you know, I I have to accomplish this and I have to accomplish that. But then you start also, and I have to prove to everyone and I have to prove to myself that I'm doing well at this. And it's just like this vicious cycle of things that can like conjure up all these different negative feelings within. When you step back and you're like, wow, why did I let that go on so long? Never again. I literally, I just said not that long ago, I said, there will never be another time in my life where someone else, including myself, will tell me what I can and cannot do. Right. You just you just can't allow it. Not to truly be whole and to feel fulfilled. Like you you just you can't you can't do it, but so many people do and that is another reason why <laughs> I I want to continue to have conversations like these to help everyone feel encouraged and to know that it's okay. You don't have to be afraid. It, it's it's okay to step away from all of these things that you've learned and to unlearn them and to right. step into right. your purpose. <laughs> like, and I think that's it. It's not always. It's it's about being in that level of discomfort that still that feels like good scary but isn't like pushing you into trauma right mm-hmm. <laughs> it, yeah. it's about having that courageous action to 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 
be okay with change, I guess, because change is scary and it can be, it can be really scary, you know, it can be good or it could, it can be bad. And I think as, as humans, we like to deviate towards that known and towards that security, but actually living our true purpose is about living in the unknown to, to a certain extent and being able to be okay with that and sort of test the waters of change and be okay with it. And I think it is so hard to, as a human to navigate that sometimes as well, isn't it? Especially when we've been told so many times what success looks like or what your life should look like or what your business should like it should look like and and I think that is it isn't it it's about really embracing that change in being okay with seeing what happens and trusting yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> oh for sure most <laughs> oh my gosh for sure I, I always like to bring up the burnout <laughs> the burnout <laughs> because you're doing you're doing this you stepped out of something into your own light and then there's probably a time and maybe you're still in that season where you have to do a lot on your own so how do you kind of create balance and avoid the burnout how do you balance your professional and your personal life and keep yourself sane at the same time Yeah. So previously, (laughs) my (laughs) coping with burnout was pretty much to burn it all to the ground and start again. (laughs) Um, So when I reached burnout uh, in my working in, in corporate, it was that it just was so misaligned with me, so misaligned with my values that I just kind of, well, I quit and walked away and I moved home. Like it was, it was very dramatic. Then when I had my first business and I reached complete burnout, because I was running on, I was running on empty fumes for a while. Like I was, uh, as small business owners know, especially if you have a product business as well, is that, you know, you are responsible for going out and about as well as doing the day to day. So I was working Monday to Friday in the studio with my team. And then on weekends, I was on the road going to trade shows and events and all of that sort of stuff. And, and I did that for five years. I did it for a long time. And when I got to that point with it, I was physically and emotionally burnt out. I couldn't see a way forward because I'd just been in it for so long that I didn't realize just how unhappy it was making me. And recognizing that burnout and I needed at least a couple I think I sat on my sofa for about two months (laughs) after after I sold that business but it was one of the best decisions that I ever made in my life recognizing the burnout is probably one of the most important things to like that trigger right of like Oh, okay, <laughs> like I'm getting myself back into those patterns again, or just knowing what your triggers are for burnout, whether that is, you know, you eat less or you're eating too much, or you are not going outside in the day, or you're not doing those things to look after yourself. So I think for me, as I've grown into being a service provider, I've moved into branding sort of around seven years ago now, like having those practices and having non-negotiable barriers. So I have like my hard non-negotiables, like I do not work weekends, absolutely do not work weekends, not negotiable (laughs) Um, and then I have fluid boundaries as well like you know I will work on my business 
at least uh, once a week and I will take myself out and I will treat myself to going somewhere new to work on the business rather than being in the same environment so that I can spark creativity and make sure that I get outside at least once a day even if that's just going and putting my bare feet on the grass in my in my back garden like it's about that recognition of burnout as well and also not being afraid or ashamed to talk to others about how you're feeling or recognize you know about not having that shame in yourself that you've like oh my goodness I've I've done it again like because (laughs) we are so easy to self-deprecate right and then that doesn't make (laughs) us doesn't make it any better you know like being mean to yourself and beating yourself up about like getting into burnout phase again is one of the things that then is like the crash the 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 slide all the way into full burnout that's to answer your question and I'm sorry I realized I have waffled for quite a bit (laughs) on this is that you know it is it's about being true to yourself again I think isn't it and about realizing that you are just as if not more important than to yourself and all of the people that you have that heart passion to serve and it's so easy as somebody who has a sole purpose and and a passion for helping others in that service to put yourself last on that list because you are so driven by helping others. But actually, the more you get used to including yourself in that list of people that you have to, you know, have to serve and and want to take care of, the easier it is actually to avoid burnout and the easier it is to actually enjoy the little things as well, rather than, like we were saying earlier, pushing everything down and and plowing through and just just going for it and it doesn't mean that we're not going to revert back into those patterns it just means that we can catch them a little bit quicker right <laughs> yeah we can we can like grab our tail before we enter the rabbit hole completely yeah like, absolutely <laughs> <laughs> i actually got it from my 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 mindset coach but i have a thing that i do when i'm like spiraling and then i get ready to hit that negative self-talk button because it's like you already have the motion of like going down like okay the, the ship is going down you you've taken on a little bit too much and you need a break but then there's like that that point too like right before you, you know you pick up momentum and, and get up in there yeah where you start yeah like you said having those conversations with yourself like oh you did it again why'd you do that and so i have a thing where like when i start doing that i actually i'm like uh-uh I, no matter what I'm doing, I know people, if I'm in public, people might look at me crazy. I'm like, uh-uh, don't do that, girl. Do not start. <laughs> and, and like when I'm at home, I know, like my husband knows what it is now. Like, okay. But if I'm like out and I do that, I'm pretty sure strangers are like, <laughs> is that lady all right? Is she? But, but, but it, it literally, it does something like it stops it. Because I don't think that, I'm not like a, a scientist or anything, but I don't think our brain can do both at the same time right so right. once i like jump in there on myself like no not today girl not today it it like shifts me somewhere else it throws me completely out of it and then i can kind of start recognizing those triggers and pull myself out the rabbit hole before i become fully submerged in my own why did you do that no. but <laughs> it, it, it it's a vicious cycle like it's gonna keep happening like there's no perfection here i think i said in my blog today like you will never find perfection here because you just won't it's in in understanding doesn't exist right (laughs) and that's the beauty of it you know like even in nature perfection does not exist and the beauty is in the imperfections the beauty is in the difference i think like it's and i think that is the 
problem, isn't it? Is we are so pushed into being perfect or striving for perfect or striving for this life that we're told that we need to have and actually the beauty happens in the imperfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Perfectly imperfect. Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel? Because I know a lot of people and I have this I have this discussion often because I feel like these lines are so blurred and we're we're trying to like have conversations to promote understanding in our way out of it. People don't really necessarily see that You can be called to pursue your purpose in a way that is directly in alignment with your career. Uh, Some of us have careers and we we go through that like, this isn't it. Thought it was, but nah, we're moving on. And some people are like, but I actually love what I do and I'm proud of what I do and I'm helping people in what I do. In your opinion, how do you feel that happiness professionally and personally and in, in your pursuit of purpose, how do these things actually really directly correlate with one another? Yeah, awesome, awesome question, <laughs> so good. Um, so obviously with this, I can only uh, attest to my own personal experience with this, but um, mine comes down to trusting my gut and trusting my intuition. Every time that I have moved further into something that doesn't feel right, the more painful that it's been for me. So as I was saying earlier, like changing the path of uh, moving away from from fashion into owning my own business, into then finding branding. Every single time that one of those things happened, it was because I got to such a fever pitch with the pain that I was in emotionally that I wasn't living my purpose. There was no other way for me than to finally give up (laughs) my stubbornness and that sort of like, no, I have been told to do it this way, so I will do it this way. And actually listen to self and come come back to self and do that. And actually I've got to the point now where I check in with myself regularly throughout the day and ask myself, is this right? You know, so my um my human design, my personality type is that I'm very led by my intuition. Hence why, hence <laughs> becoming a uh, intuitive branding designer and helping people become more in tune with listening to themselves and that inner voice. But actually checking in and you know, like you were saying, like you, you tell yourself to stop and you're like, Julie, no, like you need to, you need to stop right there. I actually ask myself yes or no questions or I ask, give myself like choices of things that I wanna do and then I follow those actions because that allows me to live in balance because it is like a great example. <laughs> great example was today, actually, I was feeling a little bit weary from, from the weekend. And usually on a Monday, I like to like storm out of the gate with with all of my, my work and I was feeling weary. And in my brain, my brain is like, but it's Monday you've got all these things to do. And then my body was like, oh, but you really just want to be under a blanket, right? (laughs) So instead I I was like, okay, right, conflicting ideas. And we are like, I'm sure you can relate. I'm sure the listeners can relate as well when you've got that conflicting voice, those conflicting voices in your head of like, I want to do this, but actually I could really do this or you should be doing this, but actually I really just want a cup of tea in a blanket right now. And actually just then allowing myself to ask my, you know, internally, what was it that I needed? And what I needed was to rest. And I was like, do I need to rest all day? No. Okay, do I need to rest for a couple of hours? 
yes. So I allowed myself to sit under a blanket for an hour, watch some, you know, trash on Netflix and allowed myself to do that. And then once I had allowed myself to do that, I was actually, I've been really productive for the rest of the day. Actually, what could have happened is I could have pushed through and I could have made myself sit at that computer. The two hours that I spent under a blanket resting and recovering would have been more draining if I'd sat at that computer and pushed my way through. And I know a lot of people will relate to this as well, but I, in in honest answer, it's about asking yourself what you need, you need and trusting it. And that doesn't mean to say that there aren't things that come up that you absolutely have to do, even though you don't wanna do them, but it's actually about honoring yourself of like, okay, if I need to go do this, like what can I do to reward myself that gives me that balance afterwards? Because I think that allows you to trust yourself and trust living your purpose and trust building that relationship with yourself rather than having those negative voices in your head that just shut you down all the time it allows it to be a conversation and it allows it to be a relationship with yourself rather than being smacked down like a naughty child <laughs> <laughs> which we've all been there you said something i always i always break this up and i always ask how does selective hearing relate to this subject and then i circle back and ask how does it relate to you personally you said something just a minute ago where i was like you answered the question <laughs> Because you said that, you know, you have to listen to yourself. I still want you to answer the question, but <laughs> everyone, I just had to point that out because everyone has like their own interpretation of what selective hearing is. Some people say like, you need to listen to yourself. Someone say it's the way that you listen to others. Some people, I've had people tell me they thought it was a hearing condition until they met me, like, or until they looked it up. So it's like, there's, there's different interpretations. There are different perceptions based on, you know, what you're going through in life and how you process information. But you said something that really stuck out to me and it was like, you have to listen to yourself. You know, what do I need? What, what am I saying to myself in, in having this conversation? What am I gonna accept from that conversation? Right. In building that relationship, that healthy relationship with yourself and that healthy line of dialogue with yourself that helps you be more productive throughout the day. That is something that is actually very important and something that we all can benefit from. Cause it's like, yeah, let's go out and have conversations with other people and be productive with other people. But how can we do that if we don't start with ourselves? Like we have to be able to listen. How am I gonna listen to you if I'm not listening to me? Or how am I going to be able to have a conversation that's effective with you if I cannot effectively communicate with myself? I just had to point that out because like when you said that, I was like sitting here sinking into my seat like, oh my gosh, that is so perfect. And I was like, but now, but me being the, the kind of show host I am, I'm still going to ask you anyway, how does selective hearing relate to you? Like define it for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So I love that. <laughs> I love that you said that because that was kind of going to be point one of my um, of my answer is that for me, selective hearing is about choice as well. You know, sometimes we can be, and it's about openness because sometimes I was always brought up that selective hearing was a was a negative thing because you were so 
bullish about a particular issue or a particular thing that you believed in. But actually having selective hearing when it applies to yourself is, for me, is growing that relationship with yourself and having that openness with yourself to allow yourself to have conversations that help you work through what is what feels right for you. Because we do get conditioned. We do, you know, buy into things that we think are going to contribute to our happiness or contribute to our success. And hands up, you know, <laughs> I'm, I've definitely done that in the past. And this is definitely a working progress for me as well. But my, my answer to that is that having that allowance to have that conversation with yourself and that openness and that willing to receive and willingness to be open to opportunities and thought processes that aren't necessarily the things that you have learnt along your way also has a direct impact to how you have conversations with the people going forward as well. Because if you are the type of person that smacks yourself down and, you know, again, hands up, working progress, like I'm constantly working on being less hard on myself as well, but it also means that you are less hard on others when it comes to things that you feel difficult to hear or situations that you feel difficult to be in. It's not about responding in a inverted commas correct way. It's about responding in a way that is aligned with your purpose and aligned with how you feel about it. And this can be attributed to, you know, difficult family situations, having to go to a networking event where you don't know anybody and you feel really, you know, like out of place or, you know, having having a dispute with somebody over oranges in the supermarket like whatever that is <laughs> but actually by nurturing that relationship with yourself and exploring that first I think it allows you to be more open as a human being and I think that that is a really beautiful way to create good in the world by being yourself none of us are the same none of us have the exact same values but by engaging in dialogues and communications with ourselves and with others that allows us to work towards a greater good for the world by being open and allowing rather than being closed off and, you know, having very specific ideas about how things should be. And I think that's the thing that got us into this problem in the first place, isn't it? Is pushing ourselves down the should rabbit hole. And so, yeah, that's my answer. I hope that's okay. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Because I always say that we can actually move forward as people and into a better space in humanity if we just understand each other and talk to each other. You don't have to be some giant influencer or a famous person or something. You can simply have a conversation with someone that you just saw in the supermarket or on the street and right. change their entire life, change their entire day. Like So it's important to be able to do that and to understand while we're doing it. Like we're all we're all in this together. We're none of us are perfect like yeah. none of us none of us have it all figured out you know i know i know i'm a mess but <laughs> we we don't and the, the sooner we embrace those imperfections and the understanding of those imperfections the better off we'll be and i probably won't see it in my lifetime but i hope that like i've done enough work where my children will pick up the ball and they'll carry it and they'll do enough work and hopefully at some point you know humanity's restored yeah i think it's there are such great conversations happening you know don't get me wrong there's a lot of 
really horrible things going on in the world right now. But I think one thing that is good, especially about the internet as well, is whilst there are lots of things that aren't necessarily too positive happening, it does open that dialogue of communication and it does open that, you know, the fact that we are able to communicate with people the other side of the world to us to have conversations like this is just beautiful and exciting and we should be encouraging this more. And how much change has been facilitated in the world over the last sort of 10, 15, 20 years with the with the use of the internet and how things have changed. And I think you're right, it's so exciting to see that with more positive action and with more open communication and dialogues and education education, that's something that our children are growing, going to grow up in an environment of and perpetuate more of that so that you're right, we might not see this in our lifetime, but hopefully the effects that we are having going forwards will build a much more positive, openly communicative world than what we have previously seen. And you know, if we think about how much it's changed since we were growing up to what it is now, actually that's a really exciting prospect because I think it's an important conversation to keep on having so that we can have that legacy of change and, and following our purpose and being more and more okay with, with who we are and trusting, trusting ourselves. One thing I will say like about the internet to kind of piggyback off of what you were saying is that, yeah, there's a lot of the same stuff out there, but they're also like the internet opened up. I know for me personally, it opened up a whole new world for me because I was like, I want to have these conversations and I, I don't want to just have the conversations be restricted to my community. I want to have these conversations worldwide and the internet has like granted me that opportunity and I've met so many amazing people I'm making friends now you know all around the world I'm having conversations with people all around the world and the most refreshing part about of it is a lot of the things that we're talking about and that we feel are in alignment with one another a lot of people are feeling the same way a lot of people want to see the same kind of change and they're working on themselves so that they can affect that kind of change so it's nice to speak to you, I'm I'm in Michigan, <laughs> you know, and you're you're over in the UK, and like I meet you, and we have like a lot of the same value systems, and that's 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 nice. It's refreshing to know like we have a lot of the same like commonalities. Like we want the same things for mankind, and it's nice to be able to share that experience with you. I had a guest. Oh, she was in Australia. I was like it, at the end of our conversation, I was like telling her, I was like, I want to come visit. I was like because like all the kind of stuff like they tell you on right. <laughs> kind of promotes keeping people in their bubbles and and like preventing you from stepping out and learning from someone else or seeing the world through someone else's eyes. And like, I love the fact that I'm not afraid to do that. Like, I want to know. I think I was just talking to my friend about this. Like, I'm going to get a map and I'm going to put a pin on everywhere in the world for when I interview someone where they are and I'm going to make it my mission, like my bucket to like go to every place where I've talked to someone. Amazing. Might not make it to all of them, <laughs> but I definitely want to like, every time, put a pin on the map. Like I'm, I had a conversation with someone from here and someone from here. Like I spoke to someone this morning in Israel. I'm going to put a, somewhere everywhere and I'm going to try to make it there before I leave this world, God willing. But I want to like literally start going to all these places and not just having conversations on Zoom, but have conversations with people in real life too, because I think that it's it's beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's the great thing as well. You know how you said, yeah, I'm in the UK, you're in Michigan. And the fact that we're having these conversations, 
you know, like 50 years ago, that would just never, it wouldn't have been possible. And you were, you know, people were in their small communities and to think outside the box or to think a little bit differently from the status quo was really damning in some communities. And actually, you know, having the beauty of the internet to help us find our people and to, to cultivate and nurture those relationships as well is just so exciting because, I mean, the loneliness statistics in the UK alone is absolutely shocking. And to think that by having these conversations and being open to being able to communicate with people all over the world, it helps towards that greater good as well, so that we don't feel like we are, you know, the that we are the, the odd one out in our family, that we are, um, you know, the odd one out in our community groups, whatever that is, it's about cultivating communities, whatever that looks like, and also encourages us to learn about other people's culture and where they live and explore the world rather than being in our little micro bubble, doesn't it? <laughs> mm -hmm. And listening to those, um, like those stereotypes. You know, I was when I was speaking to my guest who was in Australia, I was like, everything is like Shark Week based. Like, don't go to Australia. There's there's sharks and jellyfish. Oh, <laughs> what we're gonna lead with? They have the most beautiful beaches in the world and yeah. like the best summer ever. However, if you go to the beach, you'll get eaten by a shark or stuff yeah. by the, the, the most deadliest jellyfish. Or I even told her, I was like, or I may end up in a, like a fist fight with a kangaroo. And I was like, why would you share? I was like, why would you put that out there and have people, you know, there's people who take that on and they don't think that it's not serious and they, they will stay stuck in their bubble and won't go anywhere because of that fear. And because, you know, we're designed to think that like this little bubble right here is going to keep us safe and keep us comfortable. It's so refreshing to like have, know that there's other people out there that are like, I don't want to stay in the little bubble of wrapped in, you know, my, my comfort blanket. I, I'm okay with, you know, embracing the idea of discomfort so that I can learn something new, see something new, experience something new. So it's, it is nice. Cause I, I always have felt like the odd one out in my family. Like, and I've kind of been treated that way too. So it's like to get out. Same, same. <laughs> as much as I love them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get out and have conversations with people to be received in a positive way is it's nice. It's it's really nice. It's it's actually really beautiful to be honest. And I think that's so. it, isn't it? And the whole point of us having this conversation anyway is to help people understand that there isn't a right way of doing everything that we are all our own individual beautiful people and that is okay and by being ourselves and embracing being ourselves more rather than pushing ourselves into boxes all the time or listening to those shoulds is that we become more open to other people we become more open to ideas and adventures and all of these experiences right and that makes us all better people i think you know because we're not so narrow-minded we're not so so insulated within our bubbles because i think that that is it isn't it you know having adventure is exciting as scary as it is but it's also there's there's such power for discovery isn't there and i think that that is yeah i love that we're able to do this that we're able to have these conversations and that we're able to and talk about different things and and allow other people to explore them with us as well and I think having different different examples of people doing things in different ways that work for them without judgment or without you know pushing uh pushing things onto them of what they should be doing and you know using that as a reference for ourselves but actually just a 
accepting that everybody is is different and yeah is it is an opportunity for change sorry i feel like i've got on my soapbox and run away with something now but i think that's it isn't it it's, it's about having these conversations and allowing that to happen so yeah thank you so much for having me today i really enjoyed this conversation <laughs> i did too oh my gosh i i did too it's, it's oh i have okay so i have not had since i started bringing on guests because i a lot of my listeners know I've been flying solo for a long time. And this this show actually started as just a live social media broadcast where I would go live every Thursday and I would just discuss all kinds of life topics and I would give the audience an opportunity to interact with me. So now that I kind of switched into podcast gear and started developing the show, I was still in that flying solo mindset. And I was like, but all these conversations that I'm having, and even when I was having them on live, people were offering me their perspectives and people were sharing their stories with me. I was like, I want to continue that, but I want to bring people on the show so that we can, you know, do this together. And I have not, and I don't want to, you know, keep everything good. I have not had a bad guest yet. Everyone has brought something different. Everyone has brought something beautiful. And every single guest that I've had on this show has offered some encouragement. And it's been it's been a great experience on my end. I'm like, I just got to keep going. I got to keep going. Eventually, I will end season one, though. And you guys, I'm going to take a break. And I will be back. <laughs> So I don't crash and burn. Yeah, so you don't find me in my rabbit hole rocking back and forth. I will be taking a break. I'm I'm going on break in the summer, so brace for impact. But I really am grateful at the end of the day for these conversations and for everyone who comes on and takes the time to share a little bit of themselves with me and with the audience. So thank you. I I appreciate that. It's such a beautiful space because I think you're right. It is about having these platforms to be able to to share, isn't it? And then, so yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> you're you're welcome. So, how can my listeners um, connect with you? Um, please share your social media and your website and all that yeah, good stuff. Absolutely. So, my uh, website is www.grimdesigns and it's grim with two m's.co.uk. Um, and I also have, if you are interested in learning more about building a brand intuitively, I have a free 60 minute work uh, masterclass on that as well, um, which you can find on my website. So, if you are thinking about building a business, that you want to be more in line with your values and your vision and and yourself then that is there available for you to learn more um and on facebook and instagram i'm grimdesigns.ltd so yeah come have a chat with me i'm down to chat with anyone about uh, anything to do with what we've spoken about today um and yeah thanks so much (laughs) you're welcome and as always you will find all of Cap's information in the bio for this episode and on my social media as well. So I love to close the show on a positive note. So, I mean, of course the entire show is positive, but I just like to ask the guests to leave the audience with just a word of encouragement. So if there's anything that you would like to say, what would you say? I would say you are perfect just as you are, perfectly imperfect and embrace being yourself more because you're wonderful. Well, you guys heard that. Please hold on to those words. And until next week, this is Selective Hearing.